Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Here we are, folks. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. It is week 12 in the NFL. And I'm Mike, Blue- I'm Mike Blewett here for your game day edition of Fantasy Sports Today. So I hope you are uh, starting some sort of a cleanse now. Uh, you've had your leftovers for two days. I'll give you today. I'll give you lunch today. Maybe while you're watching the games, throw down a little bit more turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. Uh, and then back on the back on the grind. Well, we're back to the grind today. Uh, here on FST, and I'm uh, joined in studio by none other than Scott Engel, the FSWA Hall of Famer. You can find Scott on Twitter at Scott E. Roto X. And Scotty, we had a, a nice little start to the Thanksgiving weekend with three football games on Thursday. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to see you as always. Uh, good to be here in studio. I'll be here for Lineup Lock Live and beautiful. Uh, you know the afternoon shows as well. So looking forward to that. And yeah, uh, you know, off to off to a pretty good start there, you know, especially if you had Amari Cooper or, or Julio Jones. Scott was nice, Jim, to not mention at all during the week. And I know we had a truncated week with the Thanksgiving and all that st- kind of stuff, but he uh, annihilated me in our Grand Street Tavern League uh, this past week. I had a twenty point lead going into the Monday night game, and I had Josh Reynolds going. Josh Reynolds had a pretty good game. Problem was, Scott had Jerry Goff and Tyreek Hill. He beat me by 45, despite the fact that I had a lead going in. So, Scott crushed me. Uh, we're all jumbling for first place in that league, but uh, he was nice enough not to mention it. I have to give him credit, pat him on the back for uh, challenging me for first place. Now, happy Thanksgiving to you, Jim Day. You can find Jim Day on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. It's T-A-Z. Did you have a good start to the Thanksgiving weekend on Thursday? Absolutely great. Uh, you know, turkey, football, friends, family, always a good good uh, way to start a week. And, you know, just uh, the games weren't as great as we expected or hoped. But, you know, still football. you got to love it. Yeah. So to those people that have Chiefs and Rams, congrats. Did a nice job drafting this year. Now it's time to pay the piper. They're, they're finally on by in week 12. They played each other on Monday night in an epic Monday nighter. Uh, you're going to have to bench all of those guys. So uh, top to bottom from Mahomes to Chris Conley and on the other side from Goff and Gurley to Josh Reynolds and uh, Tyler Higby and even Gerald Everett. All those guys are out today. Uh, and let's take a quick look at some of those games from the other day, Jim. Really, uh, when you're looking at the Lions, kind of a team in free fall now. Uh, they dropped to 4-7 and seven on the year. That Panthers win is going to look like an anomaly in this stretch of games for the Lions. I really needed camp to get at that two-pointer. But uh, Lions struggling offensively. The Bears, a few more sacks on Stafford. But that defense... Continues to score points for fantasy owners. Eddie Jackson with another return pick for a touchdown, Jim. That kid is just playing lights out right now. Awesome. He's, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the, the best uh, young cornerbacks in the league and just continues to make plays. And, you know, Chicago is just eight and three at this point. You know, I don't think a lot of people expected that. I mean, they knew that the offense was going to do stuff, but just didn't expect the team to be that good. And they're playing well right now. And, you know, this was a game they were supposed to win and they did. And that's what good teams do. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, it wasn't particularly pretty. Uh, but, Scott, we get a little bit out of Tariq Cohen. He was really the only Bears offensive player that was worth anything. People had expectations for possibly for Jordan Howard and some other guys. But with Chase Daniel coming in there and, and spelling Trubisky, Tariq Cohen was the only guy who really got you any value. Pretty much. And, uh, you know, matched up against those linebackers. Uh, you knew it was a good matchup. And, uh, you know, with Chase Daniel not having a strong arm, you know, there was something he had to take advantage of, especially if they were going to bring pass 
pressure against him. And Garrett Blunt had a really, really good game. Yes. Uh, you know, if you used him as a contrarian DFS play on Thursday, uh, you cashed out nicely. And I think he proved, you know, that everybody writes off LeGarrette Blunt, but uh, he's still got something there. You know, it's not two yards in the old cloud of cliche dust. Uh, he did get in the end zone twice, but he ran really well. And, you know, yeah. the inside injuries are saying that Carrion Johnson could miss several weeks. So uh, I think LeGarrette Blunt's going to become a hot waiver pickup this week. Yeah, I I was bummed I used Riddick instead of Blunt in my DFS lineups the other day. But a Blunt did have 19 carries for 88 yards, two scores. Kenny Galladay, five catches for 90 yards. Theo Riddick, seven for 48. I can't really complain about that when he's catching all seven of his targets thrown to him. Bruce Ellington caught six of his seven targets, but only for 28 yards. So uh, not too much value out of him. But nonetheless, Jim... Uh, Decent, uh, really good value out of LeGarrette Blunt. I think Scott's point is the most important one on the line side of things. Is if Carrion Johnson is out, they're not afraid to use him. No, that's what they brought him in here for. You know, there's no doubt about it. They, they wanted a guy there that they could use in the goal line work, but could also slide into a, a, a starting role if needed. And they know that they can get that out of LeGarrette Blunt. Look, he's not the prettiest running back out there, but when given enough opportunity, as we saw last week, he can make some big plays and, and get you in the end zone. So, not, you know, not a bad backup plan at all. Uh, so, uh uh, well, I may have another question for this one if we have time, so we'll come back to it. But we'll get to the other game, Washington at Dallas. Um, when it comes down to Washington, Paul McCoy's in here. He's a capable backup. But if they can't run the ball well, Jim, are they going to be able to survive the rest of the season? They're not going to survive the rest of the season. The injuries have taken over for Washington, uh, you know, at, at everywhere. They're just hurting all over. Receivers are all hurt. The offensive line is hurt. Uh, now, of course, they lost Alex Smith for the year. Uh, they are definitely on, on the way down and out at this point. Uh, they just don't have enough weapons left, enough healthy bodies to really contend anymore. So, you know, they got off to a nice fast start, but with all these injuries, they're just going to fade into the sunset now. Yeah, and on da- – Scotty, on, on Dallas side of things, obviously, we get two explosive performances. Zeke goes tw- 26 for 121 uh, and a touchdown running the ball. He catches another five passes for 22 yards. Uh, not And Amari Cooper can't go without um, mentioning him. He has a 90-yard touchdown pass, eight for 180 and two touchdowns. Washington's secondary started off the season really well. And over the course of the last six or seven weeks, Jim, you've detailed it just about every Sunday on this show. It's been getting worse and worse. The Tampa game looks like they did well because they only gave up three points, but they did give up 400 yards passing to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, against Cooper the other day, the two touchdowns that he scored, Scott, were just like blown tackles and blown coverage. It looked like they didn't really know what they were doing on both plays. Yeah, I felt like the defense was really overworked at that point. And, you know, this is why they acquired Cooper. Now there's talk of a contract extension. Uh, basically, that comes from Jerry Jones uh, being overreactionary. Oh, God damn, played a hell of a game. Man. I'm going to stand him. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is why they <laughs> this is why they uh, this is why they this is why they acquired Mario Cooper. We have seen this in Oakland, too, where he'd blow up and then uh be disappointing for a few weeks, but I think it's been a better situation now. Uh, I mean, Jim. Yeah, but wait, wait. What, what did it. he say again? What, what, what did Jerry Jones say again, Scott? I, I, I couldn't quite hear you the first time. <laughs> God damn it, what a hell of a game. Let's extend that kid, God damn it. So, let's go. It was something along those lines. But he has I mean, probably with blue. You're never working Dallas. That's for sure. He's played. He's played well. Uh, I I think you're right. It's a little early to be talking contract extension. But at the same time, it, doesn't it all lead to that, Jim? If you trade a first-round pick, the guy comes in and produces like a number one wide receiver. You just talk contract extension. I think that makes sense. Oh, I, this was known it was going to happen. Let's face yeah. it. Jerry Jones, he, even if he hasn't really produced to this point, Jerry Jones would have still extended him because if he didn't, then he looked like an idiot for giving up a, a first-round pick for him. Yeah. And there's no way he lets that happen. You know. So, But it, it definitely helps his cause that Cooper has looked pretty well since coming over from uh, Oakland and, and played good. This this was a good game. The, the biggest part of this game for me was that it finally shut Troy Aikman up. But all you heard 
the beginning of this game from Aikman about Cooper all time. Oh, yeah, he's been playing okay, but he's, his longest reception has been 24 yards. It's only been 24 yards. He must have mentioned it about six times. So I was finally glad that Cooper put that to rest so he didn't have to say that anymore. So the good thing is I didn't get to hear that because I the game was on where I was during Thanksgiving dinner, but it was a little difficult to follow the broadcast. I could follow the game a little bit. So last night I rewatched all three games and I do it in condensed version on NFL Game Pass, which is a great product. But when you watch condensed, they pay you for that. What they pay you for that? <laughs> they should. They should, right? But they. But the the interesting interesting thing about when you're watching the condensed games is that you really only hear the play by play guy as it snap to whistle. Yeah. For the play by play guy setting it up, games, and you yeah. almost you almost never hear the analyst. So. I don't mind Aikman, but if he was as annoying as Jim is making it sound regarding that game, then I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to hear it. So let's do do the last game real quick. I really like the prop bet. Matt Ryan was Matt Ryan's prop bet the other day. Scott was 330 and a half over under on passing yards. I thought they'd have to throw to stay into it uh, to stay in that game. Rather, 377 yards passing Scotty, two touchdowns for Matt Ryan. But what? The thing I noticed the most about that game and rewatching it last night is how much he was under pressure. Rodney Harrison was very critical of him, but I thought the Saints were doing an excellent job of pressuring him, and I think it's leading me to believe that this Saints defense can be a championship one, even if I didn't think it before that game. The Saints right now in question we look like the best team in the league. Yeah. Like, you know, about this point in the season, you get a clear picture about who's the team to beat, and a lot of teams are not playing defense, and they're – they're blowing out teams because they're, they're, they're running them off the field offensively, but they're also making a lot of key defensive plays. Uh, this is the most complete team in the NFL, and if they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, they're going to be very, very tough to keep out of the Super Bowl. It's just like, you know what a Super Bowl team looks like. You're, you're a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jim's a Giants fan, and I've, I've seen the Seahawks go to the Super Bowl twice. You know what that certain look of a Super Bowl team has, and the state just have it right now where they beat everybody they're supposed to beat and the ones that even stick close they're throttling them as well as as well now yeah like if the super bowl was played in this week or or next week i I think everybody would know who the overwhelming favorite is but unless there's an injury i can't see the momentum stopping i heard somebody on this network it always does maybe they maybe they should save some of that momentum that's not how it works when a team is clicking on all cylinders like this as the as the cliche goes it, it lasts throughout the postseason unless there's some significant injury. There's always there's always some way that the momentum stops, though. So, uh, Jim, on the Falcon side, we'll stick there for one second. 11 for 147 for Julio. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 8 for 93 and a score. Both of them had very costly fumbles, though. Ridley was nearly in for another catch and a score. Uh, he fumbled right uh, basically at the goal line. Uh, but two big games out of the receivers. Uh, Ridley was a guy who I got questions about. I have to be honest, I, I referred in the questions that I got usually to bench Ridley. So uh, my bad on that. Hopefully the guys that I referred to play over him will have bigger games. I bench Calvin Ridley in my league where I have him. So good games out of them. But uh, Matt Ryan was just under pressure a lot. He was under pressure a lot, but he still ended up, you know, having a great game, throwing the ball a lot, fantasy purposes wise. And, you know, what we saw is Julio does what Julio does. And, you know, Ridley was a recipient at the end of the game for those nice garbage time points. Yeah. And you, you got to love it. You know, fantasy owners don't care where they come from as long as they come. But, you know, you weren't the only person. It, 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 there really wasn't a lot except for the high over-under that indicated Ridley should be in this game. He hasn't been doing much lately. Uh, He's definitely, you know, low on the pecking order. It's not like he's a a number two wide receiver. He's still behind Mohamed Sanu uh, in in most games. It just didn't work out in this one in a game where they were trying like hell to save their season. And the four touchdowns from the Saints. Uh, Obviously, I called this on Thursday. (laughs) Tommy Lee Lewis, Austin Carr, Dan Arnold, Keith Kirkwood. So for those of you, and I'm raising my hand, that have Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas in your lineups, sorry, you got blanked on the end zone. True Breeze owners, you're all good. But for the rest of us, Michael Thomas has became a mere mortal. 
catching four passes for 38 yards on the six targets, uh, and then you get a bunch of random touchdowns. I think it speaks to how efficient their offense is, and we'll come back and talk about the efficiency of the quarterback position this week. See what Scott likes in his rankings on rotoexperts.com. I'll comment on them. Jim will comment on them. We'll have a good time. It's FST Game Day Edition on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Good stuff out of Sean Angle producing today. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're hitting us up on Twitter, it's at FNTSY Radio. We might take some calls in this show. We usually don't have a lot of time because we got a lot of news and business and such to get through. But um, and we'll see if we have some in the second hour to do that. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, man. So um, I'm dealing with a little holiday bronchial situation. I, I, so think, we, I think we all are. Yeah. You know, Sean's uh, toughing it out this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that time of year. You know, it's been a slog here lately with the weather. It's gotten colder and a lot of precipitation and such. And it's it's kind of like in New York City, it's kind of fluctuated up and down too. like it's Thanksgiving today. was like 21 and the next day is like 46. Yeah. It's warm today here, so it's not going to be any kind of weather issues for Jets, Pats here uh, at MetLife Stadium. So for those of you listening on TuneIn Radio or an iHeartRadio and uh, any other terrestrial radio stations, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. If you're on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, we appreciate you downloading it. It's free to download and free to listen for those of you are, that are not listening there. So uh, appreciate that. We're going to get to Scott's lineups in a second, but we do have a whole bunch of news regarding injuries which uh jim has afforded me in nice one nice little uh, chat session here so players that are out or doubtful joe flacco so we got lamar jackson in for a second week sam darnold out again with a foot injury i'll put that in air quotes josh mccown in for him <laughs> pierre garçon uh is out uh brandon lafell went to ir so that's fun that's a fun team to, to root for it's a fun team to look for options for uh, Mo Alley Cox, uh, who has actually caught a couple of touchdowns this year for the Colts, he'll be on the sidelines today. So maybe that helps Jack Doyle. Maybe it helps er, helps Eric Ebron. Yeah, I think it certainly helps Ebron because he really is their, you Red know, goal guy. line sort of guy. And yeah. Alley Cox can cut into that. Whereas you might see Moy Doyle more outside the twenties. But right now, the state of tight end, if you don't have one of the top three, you, you're you're totally rolling the dice. Yeah, Ebron's been an unbelievable. Fine, Worse than catcher in fantasy baseball right now. Yeah. So Devin Funches is doubtful. AJ Green is killing one of my fantasy teams. I don't blame him, but I knew this was going to happen the second it was announced. I knew he's going to be out for weeks. And that team, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm in the league with you in, I was at the top of the food chain. And it just takes a couple of things to happen. Still have the and, most points and you're tied <clears> to the best. Yeah but, you're I think. Cha- yeah, but you're chasing me down. And I'm not going to be able to keep up because I no longer have Cooper Cup. I'm no longer right now have A.J. Green. And I'm just, I can see the team is starting to fall apart. I also made a huge error there. I might as well talk about it now. So here's the problem with managing seven teams. And you'll understand. Uh, it's I my, managed 10. It's yeah. my fault. It's my fault, what I'm about to say. but I don't know how you guys could do so many teams. Yeah, Jim's got like 80 teams. A lot of best right. balls, but nonetheless. Yeah, we were juniors compared to him. So here's, I, I made a mistake at some point a few weeks ago, like when Marshawn Lynch went on IR, like on a Tuesday, I just cut him, which is fine. Yeah. Except that I lost track of doing that, which is why I don't normally do that. So what I did is when I made a transaction that week or the next week, I pick somebody up and drop them. 
not realizing that I didn't have to drop anybody. So you now have Kiki Kuti because I dropped him for Cordero Patterson when I was desperate with all three of my wide receivers out because Kuti was maybe not going to play. So I ran for a couple of weeks unbeknownst to myself with 18 players as opposed to the requisite 20 that you're allowed to have in that league, which is why, as a tip for everybody out there, don't just cut guys because you could lose track of them if you're playing with multiple teams. Do you understand what I'm saying? I lost track of the fact that we can have 20 players right? I, because I cut Marshawn Lynch at one point. I did a defense at one point that I released, and I just I kept picking guys up and cutting them as you normally would do. How many times do. do you check your roster throughout the week? Cause I, uh, many times. but I my, my roster like several times. Many times, but I just... What, did not look at the back end of the roster on that league. So you know what a lot up. of people do to manage, manage uh, teams? A lot of people ignore the kicker when they have to play them. I know there's a lot of talk out there we don't want the kicker, but if in your, in your league you have to pay attention, people just blank and they don't look at their kicker. I agree. And sometimes it leads to one of two things. Leaving a what guy with a name is in, in there and really isn't performing well, like Kamai Fairbear is only earning 37% of leagues. And there's other names performing a lot worse than him. And sometimes people forget the kicker once in a while. And they, totally agree. If they, they leave in a kicker who's on a bye. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that's, a, that's a little story time. So uh, I'll tell you about the rest of the injuries. So A.J. Green, doubtful. Marquise Goodwin, doubtful. It's got a personal matter. There's no details on it, but uh, doubtful to play. It's going to help guys like Kendrick Bourne, George Kittle. Uh, and others with with Pierre Garcon and Marquise Goodwin likely out. There's going to be need to be other options. It could be Matt Breida is increased, but you got really have to like Kittle and Kendrick Bourne as a flyer in some leagues, deeper leagues and DFS. Uh, game time decision for two major players, Doug Baldwin and the bigger one, Jim. And we'll we'll talk about this at length at the running back position is Melvin Gordon. It looks like Melvin Gordon will try to go and try to tough it out. But with their upcoming schedule, it seems likely, Jim, that Austin Eckler will see a lot of time today, if not the entire game, correct? It looks that way, yeah, absolutely. It looks like both of these guys are going to try and go. But uh, same thing with Baldwin, you know, with the groin injury, uh, they called up a practice squad wide receiver this week. To, you know, points right now, all the indications are both of these guys are going to play. But like you said with Gordon, and then the same thing with Baldwin, you have to wonder if they're going to finish the game. Just because they start doesn't mean they finish, and it is going to be an issue. So if you have Gordon out there, it's a really tough call today on whether you want to roll him out. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he does play the whole game. It's, it's a very risky play. I have him in one league, and I'm just benching him. I'm outright benching him for Sony Michelle. Uh, or Shady McCoy. We're, we're deciding between the two. But I don't see any way that he plays a full game today. They're playing the Cardinals. They have a brutal upcoming schedule that are all AFC playoff contenders. And I, I just think it makes sense. They have rested him earlier this year uh, just as more of a maintenance issue than an outright injury issue. So <clears throat> I think that could happen again. So let's get to the Scots quarterback rankings. We'll get to the other injuries as we go through position by position. So at Scott Engel, you go to rotoexperts.com click on the premium exclusive edge NFL package and you'll find his rankings here every week Uh, we'll race through the quarterbacks today because we're obviously we already played six different guys Uh, let's see I'm having a little bit of a computer issue right here and I cannot all right so I'm going to need some help if one of you is looking at the rankings uh, I do not have Scott's rankings up all of a sudden. Scott, do you help me with that? Uh, you give me a minute to bring them up, yeah. yeah okay. So, uh, Jim, if you have them there, uh, I'm happy to. I, I do have them. Okay, please go. Okay, well, he, Scott had Drew Brees at number one. He has Andrew Luck at number two, Cam Newton at number three. Uh, he had Matt Ryan at number four. He has Big Ben at number five, Aaron Rodgers at number six, Carson Wentz at seven, and Jameis Winston at eight. We'll stop there and discuss those. Yeah, so Jameis uh, is a very popular DFS play today. Obviously, the Bucs have been throwing the ball a ton, uh, whether it's Jameis or Fitz. um, It's been extremely valuable to have the Tampa Bay quarterback, and, and Jameis becomes a very popular DFS play today. And I can tell you that 
in certain leagues, I think people that have played the Fitz Jameis back and forth shuffle, I think it's not a bad thing uh, for those fantasy owners, uh, Jim. It's uh, it's not pretty. There's a lot of interceptions, but it is clearly uh, a guy that you could play this week and feel good about it. Yeah, and you have to. Well, it's been at, basically. Go ahead, oh, Jim. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. You got it. Okay, well, I was going to say, it, it, they've basically been, you know, top 10 or better pretty much every week, except for the weeks where you had to switch over, where they, you know, went from, you know, Fitzpatrick first to Winston, then Winston back to Fitzpatrick, and then Fitzpatrick back to Winston. Uh, th- outside of those three weeks, they've been top 10 pretty much every other week, just because, look, face it, they don't really have a good running game, and they don't have a good defense. We know that the defense has been playing better, but not well enough that it's really taking the ball out of these quarterback hands, and they have so many good weapons around him that you know it they're just putting the ball up and doing it well yeah with uh the 49ers obviously a good matchup uh 24th in fantasy points against on espn against opposing quarterbacks 19.4 points per game and uh you know the one thing you do have to look at though with any tampa bay quarterback when you're considering a close when you're considering something of a close decisional in seasonal is that as much of a ceiling as there is for the Tampa Bay quarterbacks, there's a very, how should I say, uh, non, non, there's a hole in the floor. You know, there's a hole in the floor that they yeah. can fall through at any time. Even if Jameis Winston doesn't get pulled, he could come up with one touchdown and four interceptions in uh, in any given week. You know, we, we've, we've seen it before in week six uh, against Atlanta, four touchdowns, and in week eight against Cincinnati, four interceptions. Uh, Jim, you want to keep going there on the rankings after Jameis? Start with number nine. Absolutely. Number nine, he's got Lamar Jackson. Uh, number 10, he's got Phillip Rivers. At 11, he's got Russell Wilson. 12, he's got Tom Brady. Uh, 13, Deshaun Watson. 14, Baker Mayfield. And Kirk Cousins, number 15. So uh, the Lamar Jackson thing creeps up again. Daily Roto does like him for... Uh, value today obviously when a guy is running the ball that many times he's going to create a very high floor for for what you're able to do with him but we can't expect him scotty to see that many carries each and every week at some point you're gonna have to go to a slightly more traditional offense what what you're gonna see every week though is 60 to 100 100 yards pretty much uh you know in terms of rushing and then if you add in, if he can throw a touchdown, whether it's rushing or passing on it, you get three touchdowns. You're talking about anywhere from, you know, maybe 14 to 16 points. You know, you're talking about you know, with the rushing upside, you're talking about uh, on, a, on a good, pretty good day, you know, about 20, a good 20 to 24 points, something like that. And he can easily, with his legs, he can put it, easily put up those kinds of numbers and, and your average, uh, you know, quarterback that doesn't really run a lot. So there's more of a floor than anything else with Lamar Jackson. You have to remember, go back to the Michael Vick example. Michael Vick was already always an erratic NFL passer, but the fantasy upside was tremendous because of what he could do with his legs. Lamar Jackson is not an accomplished passer, but all he has to do is throw two touchdown passes and rush for another, and you're you're in for a big day. Jim, and he can do it against the Raiders. Yeah, Jim, he's had a hell. Of, exact, exact, perfect segue, uh, Scott. He's had a hell of a soft landing going up against the Bengals, who can't help themselves from giving up 500 yards of offense, and now the Raiders in his first two weeks, Jim. Yeah, it definitely. The, the fantasy gods have been nice to him, uh, you know, with Flacco going down at just the right time. Look, he's got a lot of stuff to work on as an NFL quarterback. But, you know, as you were both talking about, him being able to run the way he does gives him such a nice safe floor that you, you want to bump him up just on what he could possibly add through the air. And against this defense, he should be able to, you know, put something in the air on them. I don't know if he runs 27 times this week. But he's still going to take it down and run enough to give you that nice safe floor with a you know very possible outcome of twenty plus points. Let me bounce around a couple of to a couple of different guys. So Ben Roethlisberger, Scotty has it number five. Jim, he's on the road going up against Denver. Steelers offense has been clicking except for the first fifty eight minutes of last week's game. Um, the Steelers have played some funky. Look, I, you can only base so much on history of two teams playing because there's so many players that are different coaches that are different and all that kind of stuff but 
the Steelers have played some really funky games in Denver over the years. And as a Steelers fan, I'm a little concerned with how the offense might look just because they didn't play well for a full game last week. Now they go to Denver, which isn't really an easy place to play. I know this isn't your orange crush defense or even the Super Bowl championship winning defense from a few years ago. But you have any concerns about Roethlisberger here with uh, some of his road uh, performances in the past and going a mile high? Well, look, just, you know, the predominance here with Ben Roethlisberger is when he goes on the road, more times than not, he throws for one touchdown. Uh, he doesn't throw a lot of times for multiple touchdowns in these games, although he's been playing better on the road this year than he has in the last three years combined. Uh, so he, he's getting it done a little bit more. But even this year on the road, he's had a couple of games where he only had the one uh, passing touchdown. And that is a concern. But Denver's defense is backsliding at this point, especially against the pass. On the season, they're 15th, but over the last five weeks, they're actually 22nd against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, you know, they, they've given up 18 touchdown passes, but they have taken 10 interceptions. So there is a very real possibility that Ben could turn it over a time or two here. But Pittsburgh is playing really good football right now. And with their defense playing, you know, extremely well, uh, especially against the pass, I, I think this is a game that, that Pittsburgh definitely comes out on top of here. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I got a... Um, a prop bet on Big Ben that I yeah. figured I'd throw Go out at you yeah. guys. The, the over-under passing yards for Big Ben in this game is 297.5. So they're they're definitely expecting a big game out of Ben, at least yardage-wise. Um, you know, the over-under is 47.5. So they're, while they're expecting a decent game, they're not really expecting a very high-scoring game. So it's almost like the two are at odds with What each was other. the number, Jim? Uh, it was, the number was two two ninety seven two ninety seven point five. I'll set Scotty up for this one. So on the road this year, he threw for three thirty five and a touchdown at Cleveland, three fifty three and three touchdowns at Tampa, three sixty nine and a score at Cincinnati, two seventy and two scores at Baltimore, and then last week, amazingly, three fourteen and two touchdowns. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, you look at the, that game log, and since week one, three of his. Last four road games, he's thrown for 300 yards and or multiple touchdowns and sometime together. I think I think the home road thing is not a thing this year with, with Ben Roethlisberger. I, he's he's played well in three of his last four games. You yeah. can't listen to Mike Blewett when he gets pessimistic about the Steelers. He'd be like, oh, they're playing the Raiders this week. I think it might be a letdown game. Roethlisberger is a must start in a top five fantasy quarterback every single week. Yeah, uh, it's, I'm glad to hear that. So... Um, last guy I'll get to, Jim. Uh, maybe we'll carry the quarterback discussion into the next uh, segment. But Nick Mullins is, Scotty has it 16 going up against Tampa, who can't stop anybody. Plus, they're banged up. Um, in fact, the next two guys, Nick Mullins and Eli, are both going up against defenses that can't stop anybody. The Eagles' defensive secondary has been brutal. Tampa's has been as well. So Nick Mullins is a great value on DFS, probably even better, more so than Eli. Well, look, San Francisco, you know, going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense actually has been playing better numbers-wise. On the season, they're 30th against opposing quarterbacks. Over the last five weeks, they're 11th. So they've been doing a little better. Nothing great. I mean, they've still given up 25 touchdowns with only one interception. So it's not like you have to worry about Mullins turning it over. Yeah. Um, So, you know, look, he's got a perfect game here. He he should be able to come out and eat, but he does. He is missing his top two wide receivers. Just because a guy has a good matchup doesn't mean he can take advantage of it. You know, Mullins Look, look worse last week. We'll wrap up quarterbacks on the other side of the break and do running backs. It's FST with Mike Scott and Jim. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day.
We're back on FST. Game day edition. If you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, try Daily Rota for free this Thanksgiving. That's right. Free advice from Fantasy Millionaires. Free Daily Fantasy projections and free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving. So don't be a turkey. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TJ18 to access your five-day trial. That's right. DailyRoto.com, promo code TJ18. I, I, I don't know if the promo runs for five days if you sign up today. Is that true? It may. That's what it says here. Those are Mike Cardano saying if that's the boss. If that's what it says, and that's what it says. So I would just say get in there. TG18 is the promo code, and just enjoy Daily Rotor for free. I, I couldn't have said it enough all last week, and certainly on Thursday. Um, talked about it a lot. So please do that, and you'll see how good uh, the tools are, the podcasts, uh, the lineup optimizer, all the sports betting tools, all that kind of stuff. So uh, very, very um, good tool to use. I, I, I use it every week. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's uh, very few things that I read every week for my research that I don't deviate from. <clears throat> One is Scott's rankings, obviously. On rotoexperts.com. That's Updated right. right now. That's right. And the second one is dailyroto.com. I, I read their rundown every week oh, and yeah, their, their accompanying podcast. It gives you, the podcast is important to me because it gives uh, even better color to what they write. Yeah. Um, and they'll tell you like what's really a favorite of theirs. And, uh, uh, you know, I think they do a great job of writing, uh, but the podcast is a perfect complement to what it is that they've written. Find out so. why Kendrick Bourne is a punt today. Yeah, there's your guy today. Every week, Jim Jim Day says about Daily Road. He says they always have one guy that, like, I can't wrap my head around it, right. and somehow the guy goes off. This week is Kendrick Bourne. It is Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, actually, it's it's not for me, Kendrick Bourne. I actually like Kendrick Bourne this week with the who two is it this week? Jim? the guy so. that you can't get your head around. Uh, it, there, it, there's quite a few, but Elijah McGuire. No, no, the main I, curse. I, yeah, I don't know. Curse is definitely one. Yeah, I have a hard time with Curse this week uh, with them liking Curse. Not I, easy. I, I, Not I easy agree to, with that. Yeah, to throw your shekels <laughs> down on Jermaine Curse. I mean, season hero. Jim credit. I have to give Jim credit for that. Um, it's not, not an easy guy to put your money down on. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap up QBs and go get over to RBs um, real quick. So, um, all right, so good. I got a nice qualifier from Mike Cardano. He's listening. I hope the show's good. Mike Cardano, because you got a nice mention. That's the third time I've mentioned you. So it is true that if you sign up today using the promo code TG18 on DailyRoto.com, you have five days of access. There's no hard stop today, for example. So you signed up on Thursday. You probably have it through tomorrow. If you sign up today, you're going to get it all the way through the Thursday night games this week. I don't even know what the Thursday night game is. Can I just say one thing about this? New Orleans and Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's a good one. The, the one the one thing, you know, we talk about uh, Daily Roto a lot for DFS purposes, but they are not just DFS, folks. I mean, they'll, they'll help you with your season-long leagues. Heck, they'll help you with any of the other sports you want as well if you play anything else. Absolutely. They cover it all. So, you know, there's so much involved on that site and so much info you can take from it. To be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, to get it for free for five days, you got to try it. To be honest, Jim, yeah, like, they're, they're, they became known. They're great for NFL, but they became known because of how good they are at NBA. That's what Drew and, 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 go, and golf too, you know, with college Drew, et cetera. But yes. you know, it helps you make tough seasonal decisions too, and I love it for defense. Like if you look at you look at the optimizer, you look at the projections. You know, they often give you some defensive uh, picks that you may not think about because so many people by default think about points allowed when it comes to defense, and you have to think, think in terms of sacks and turnovers. When, yeah, when, yeah. If you're worried about points allowed, unless your scoring dictates that, you're looking at the wrong thing. This is especially, especially in today's right. NFL where everybody's yeah. scoring over 25 points a week. Which is why, like, I've been taking advantage of the Saints defense the last few times out because they create some sacks, they create some turnovers, and they have a special team superstar like Tommy Lee Lewis that was back in the mix the other day. So, um you know, no, no, like uh, a country singer. No pro- it does sound like that. Yeah. yeah he's kind of like a country singer. Thing. So it's Friday night at the hockey talk. Tommy Lee Lewis. Yeah. Well, he scored a touchdown the other day. So, uh, good for him. So just wrapping up the QB discussion, uh, Dalton Prescott, Keenum, Mariota is back in. So I the last thing I wanted to mention 
You had Matt Stafford at 22 appropriately. Uh, let's just wrap it on Matt Stafford. Jim, what, what's the deal? Is, is this team just, like, is he just not on the same page with the head coach? And, like, Stafford is just not playing well right now. The whole team is kind of a mess, but Stafford in particular is being impacted from a fantasy standpoint. Oh, yeah, he's not even in the fantasy discussion right now in season long. Uh, shouldn't At this point, I wouldn't even be rostering him. He, he's a low-end QB2 on the season. And, you know, we're talking about, I think he's had, what, five games out of, out of 10 that he's had 20-plus points. And usually, I mean, that that's totally opposite. We're looking at, you know, normally, you know, eight, nine of those 10 games, he'd be at that number or above. And they're just not hitting it this year. And, you know, losing Golden Tate definitely is not helping in any way, shape, or form. Now they lost on Johnson for a few weeks. You know, it, this team is just going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, so. this is this is a different team. You know, GM Bob Quinn came in this, this year and said, we want to be more physical. We want to run the ball. We want to play defense. They've been able to run the ball, although they haven't been playing much defense. They're asking Stafford to change who he is. And when a quarterback is morphing, you know, through something like that, there's going to be hard times. We even saw with Matt Ryan's first year uh, with Shanahan in Atlanta. They're asking him to be a different player. This is like the third change he's gone through. It used to be just chuck the ball up to Calvin Johnson and try to stay healthy. Then it was carry the offense. Now everything you're going to be complimentary to everything else that's around you. So to Jim's point, uh, Matt Stafford's had one 300 yard game since week four. He's only had one. Yeah, that many? Um, just one since <laughs> week four. Yeah, it, it was week seven against your Seattle Seahawks, a game that they lost by two touchdowns. So his only big game on the year really was in week two against the Niners, three forty seven and three touchdowns. They lost that game as well. So. Um, Matt Stafford, to Jim's point, I, he's not rosterable. I had him in a league with Matt Ryan and him. I thought we might go back and forth a little bit on those two guys. It's a deeper league. I felt it was okay to roster two QBs. I cut him weeks ago. So um, just a really interesting um, fall, fantasy fall for a guy that has been pretty consistent year in and year out there. So let's go to RBs, PPR rankings, according to Scott Engel. <clears throat> On RotoExperts.com, the exclusive edge package. So you got Saquon Barkley at number one. Discounted more than ever for the playoffs. Discounted now more than ever for the playoffs. So Saquon Barkley comes in at number one against a Philly, a very banged up Philly team that's playing bad football. Uh, Alvin Kamara came in at number two. Doesn't get in the end zone. What are you going to do? James Conner comes in at number three. Christian McCaffrey at number four. He's uh, Barkley tops the daily Roto projections. Uh, By the way, we will have Drew Dinkmeyer on daily Roto in about 90 minutes, a little less than that, 85 minutes. So uh, James Conner at three, Chris McCaffrey at four. He tops the value projections, even though Barkley tops the actual projections. Zeke Elliott at number five. He had a monster game. <clears throat> It'd be interesting to see if four guys can beat that. Leonard Fournette at number six. Nick Chubb coming in at number seven there, Jim, uh, along with James White at eight. Joe Mixon at nine and Mel Gordon at 10. Obviously, that Mel Gordon, number 10, excuse me, is a shaky ranking simply because we don't know whether or yeah, not he's going he would to play. Have been, he would have been number two. Yeah, that's a 4 o'clock start there. So you Mel Gordon owners, hopefully you have Austin Eckler, but you're going to need to have a pivot. No, you're going to have to have a pivot like uh, like Deion Lewis or somebody like that. It could that. be Deion yeah. Lewis. It could be Marlon Mack. You don't want it to be Kenny Drake, really. Yeah, yeah it yeah. could Ooh. be Philip <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah. It'd be a Philip, be Philip Lindsay. Lindsay, but if you don't have one of those pivots, when you're in doubt, you always go with the healthy player. So if you're going to say Marlon Mack or or Melvin Gordon, well, Mack is actually a pivot, you know, in, in an earlier game. So if you're going to say something, you know, maybe maybe in an earlier game uh, that that you might have to look at, you know, yeah. if you're going to say Chris Carson or Melvin Gordon, you know, that becomes tough. Yeah. But you may have to come with Carson if he's your only other option. I may have to play LaShawn McCoy instead of Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I do not want to play Melvin Gordon today. I know I'm taking a risk by benching him, but I do not want to play him because I think it's going to be, um, it could be just relatively close to zero production. So, Jim, let's talk about a couple of those guys. Nick Chubb, obviously, <coughs> we like where he's at. Uh, on the season, he's coming back off the bye week and uh, going up against Cincinnati here. 
Yeah, you got to love it. Uh, you know, this is going to be a crazy game because both of these defense, Cleveland and Cincinnati, are, you know, bottom five in pretty much every category against every position. Uh, you know, Cleveland's 29th over the last five weeks against running backs, but then Cincinnati's 32nd. Um, so, you know, both of these teams are, are giving it up on the ground. Uh, yeah, Chubb is in a great place. Actually, he's got a great rest of the season for him, looking really good, solid point going forward but you got to love them in this matchup against Cincinnati uh, and you know to be able to put up I expect him to go over 100 yards and put up a touchdown and there's you know upside there even at that at those numbers yeah so uh, one, the one thing you have to caution though is that Andy Dalton really can't threaten anybody without AJ Green so uh, the Browns are going to be very focused on stopping the run as much, many points as they give up receiving backs though I think they could still use mixing in the passing game. If this was a tougher matchup, I'd be ranking Mixer even lower. Uh, I'm not expecting a spectacular day from him. I don't like him in daily because without A.J. Green, it changes the whole offense. I don't think there's a ton of upside. Yeah, uh, last thing on the Melvin Gordon thing, looking ahead for the Chargers schedule, they are at Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, at Kansas City, Baltimore, at Denver. That's their next five. They're playing the Cardinals at home today. I know there's not a home field advantage in L.A., but they don't have to get on a flight. So I'm trying to try my but best But still, here. there is home field advantage. Yeah. I've talked to athletes about it. Maybe the crowd isn't as big in other venues, but there's creature comforts. You're I sleeping t- yeah, in your I own agree. bed. You have familiar surroundings. You might have your family around you, and it just makes a player more comfortable. Yeah, and the last time the Chargers sat Gordon for a precautionary move it was the london game and austin eckler played 95 percent of the snaps so that's why uh we're talking about that so much so moving on jim uh, yeah but wait 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 go but ahead, real go. quick about that eckler i mean he did play a lot of snaps but he didn't get a ton of opportunities um he only put up a, a just under 12 fantasy points in that game. He only had 12 rushes for 42 yards. It was the five receptions, even though they were only for 26 yards. Yeah, Those five receptions put him into double digits. Well, I, I understand that, but everybody expects that if Gordon doesn't play, Eckler is going to go in and be an immediate 20-touch no, no. You know, running back, and that's not the he's case. he's a good option. He's a good option for those of us that – well, I shouldn't say those of us because I like faded the Chiefs this year like an idiot, but if you don't have – a lot. Of, if you have some Chiefs and Rams on your roster, but you have Eckler hanging out there, he's a viable guy to start now. Where he was just he was going to be on your bench today. That, I think that's the greater point I'm trying to make. I do not want to suggest that he is going to replace Melvin Gordon seamlessly. They're not the same guy. Well, a defense like this. Well, and I was. Jim makes a good point here. A defense like this is so exploitable. They give up 29.4 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. But Eckler doesn't have to have that many touches to have a good game. He's the type of running back who make the most of every touch, but at the same time, they don't want to overwork him, so you might see some of Justin Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I mean, he he's a – Outside flex option for me. I, I don't see him in the running back two conversation this week. And I just feel that there's a lot of other flex options that I would take the chance on. I, I think if Gordon doesn't play, I think what we end up seeing is Phillip Rivers throwing more than he has in recent weeks and, you know, getting that, that passing offense much more involved. Yeah, and Tyrell Williams is a game-time decision. So you'll see uh, in our next uh, round of players, which will do wide receivers after the break, Keenan Allen's values sort of through the roof this week. So uh, keep going. David Johnson at 11, Matt Breida at 12. You had Mark Ingram at 13. Philip Lindsay, who's been, I mean, he won me some money last Sunday. Philip Lindsay had a nice game last week at number 14. Marlon Mack at 15. He creeps back into the RB2 conversation. Oh, Dolphins fourth worst against opposing running backs. They the, get they get tear up constantly up constantly. They've allowed a hundred, over 100 plus rushing yards in four of their last five games, uh, giving up uh, 29.5 opposing running backs. I think the Colts could be my survivor pick this week as a little tease. It could be. Uh, Dalvin Cook at number 16. This guy, dude. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Daily Roto and, likes him for a bounce back game this week. Everybody and, likes him for a bounce yeah, back but he, game. Yeah, he, he got, he got scripted. You know out what the problem with week. bounce back games, Jim, is? It means he sucked the week before. Yeah, but this is a new week. Well, he was going against a pretty good defense last week. 11 no. yards and a fumble? Come on. Yeah, but they, what are he, we doing? They, then he got scripted out. Go against the Bears, like a top three scripted run out. defense. The whole team's getting scripted uh, you know, out of the, the playoffs. The, the, Packers, the Packers are 13th against opposing running backs. 
23.5 fantasy points per game. Opposing I'm running salty, backs. Jim. I'm salty. Uh, last time you're <laughs> selling me on Cook, I'm salty about it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? What about the week before? You know, when it was just on a few carries, you know, he rushed for, what was it, about 80 yards? Yeah, but what are we yeah, doing here? Yeah, almost on. 90. Nobody's telling you to trust Dalvin Cook, but I like the matchup today. Uh, people are telling me this. Daily Roto is. You're selling me on it. I was watching the NFL Daily Network. Daily Roto is telling, telling you, ask Jim Day. Your you rankings? trust it. Anyway. Sonny Michelle's at 17. I'm done about with Dalvin Cook talking about him. I get it. It's a good matchup. Like yeah. you should probably play him. Like Pretty who, good. who else? Like who else are you going to play over him? You going to play Austin Eckler over him? Maybe so. Probably Maybe. not. You probably shouldn't do. A little Eckler. Uh, um, <laughs> I set you up for that joke again. Uh, Sonny Michelle at 17. Duke Johnson at 18. So both Cleveland running backs hitting the top uh, 20. Tariq Cohen, at, he had at 19. Aaron Jones at 20. So a couple of good interesting names in there. In Michelle coming back off the bye. Duke Johnson off the bye. And then Aaron Jones has become a more consistent. As much as we hammer away at the Green Bay running game, Aaron Jones is providing some consistent value here week in, week out, Jim. They finally give him enough chances that he yeah. can show how explosive he is. Right. Let's face it. We knew he was the best running back on the team, but there were questions about how well he could block and, and you know, save Aaron Rodgers from blitzes. And, you know, ultimately he's been higher graded at that than Williams has on the year by pro football focus. So, you know, with that comes more playing time. And that's what we're seeing. And, you know, we knew he was explosive. Now he's getting the chance to show it. Tough matchup in, in this game, but, you know, he's playing so well right now it's kind of hard to to even think about sitting them yeah you you can't think about sitting them but like he says tough matchup vikings are six best against opposing running backs uh you know last time they played green bay green bay had 21 carries for 90 yards didn't get in the end zone uh i think aaron jones this is still a pass first team so i'm not expecting more than i would say uh 90 yards from scrimmage last guy give me 10 seconds on chris carson you have him at 23 what is this looking like now? He's still he's the lead, lead guy. Lead running back for the best rushing team in the league. You know, he's going to get his, even though Carolina's pretty darn good against the run. Yeah, so uh, that's it on running backs. Again, go to rotoexperts.com, exclusive edge package to see Scott's rankings. We'll come back. We'll reset the news at the top of the hour and talk wide receivers and tight ends in hour number two. It's Mike Scott and Jim, FST Game Day Edition.